Welcome everybody to episode 20 of Legion's Cast. That's right everybody, we're here. I'm your host, Lord Stephen Bashadi. And with me, as always, is Travis Bowles. How you doing, Trav? It is a pleasure to be in royalty's presence. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I wouldn't know. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess I'm in my own presence, but that's not the same. But we have a very special guest today. Pete McCarthy couldn't join us. He's uh, doing his D&D thing, and let's face it, he probably needed a nap before he could do that. Um, or he's fighting on the cabal with some people right now, which is basically what he lives for. So, um, But we do have a great guest today, one of the best people I know, one of the best Mythic Legions fans I know, also, hell, basically an employee of the Four Horsemen. The greatest LBC Lazy Boy customizer I've ever met in my life from the great state of Maine, Jeremy Gerard. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> it was time. You know, there's a lot of things going on, and, and uh, Pete's not here. It was like, you know, we got to have – when you got to call in your A-team, when it comes to Mythic Legions, you call Jeremy Gerard. That's what I say. There we go. Yeah, a lot going on, a lot to talk about, so I'm happy to uh, lend a bit to the conversation today. Yeah, so Travis, did you back the game yet? I actually have not. What's going on? Um, laziness, um, pure laziness. I will um, say that I think the backer level I'm about going to be at is going to be right around 500 to $700. Wow. Yeah. Um, yep. I have not pulled the trigger on that yet, but I imagine Jeremy's in the same kind of boat. Um, you know, pretty much the all-in, which I think is like right around three-something. 325. Yeah, yep. and then I'm. there's just no way I don't get multiple packs of each of those army builders. And while they might not be the army builders that I um, was hoping for, I do realize that there are other fans out there besides me. So uh, I get it. Um, so I will be all in on those. And not, I mean, let's be honest, the orcs, I, I can't say that it's factual as far as, you know, how these things sell, but it certainly seems like orcs, green-skinned orcs in particular, is something that fans have been going crazy for asking. Um, so I am so in on this, and I will get on and make it happen. I feel like uh, a jerk because I haven't done it yet, considering that we all know that the sooner you get in and back, the better um, on these kind of things. Um, but I am going to make that happen soon. We're not even halfway through yet, so I will pull the trigger. Jeremy, you got this done yet, or are you still holding out too? No, no, I backed it the other day. Um, I actually waited a few days myself for a totally ridiculous reason. I didn't have my credit card in my wallet, and it took me, you know, four days to go and get my credit card out of where it is. Uh, but, yeah, I'm very, very similar to what Travis said. I backed it at the all-in level. Um, I'm, I'm, so I'm personally not a gamer. 
Uh, I don't play video games. I haven't played video games in years. My son is. My son is super excited for the game. Uh, but one way or another, you know, I, I I said this on my Mythic Conversation show. I said this in the Cabal. You know, those of us who are really into Mythic Legions, who, who love the brand and want to see it expand, uh, this is part of helping to make that happen. Uh, you know, helping Mythic Legions get to a wider audience, get to different mediums. I was talking to Eric Treadaway the other day, and, you know, he said in no uncertain terms, a project like this helps produce more toys down the road. And I, I don't just mean the builder packs that are part of this campaign. You know, the popularity of Mythic Legions, it, as it grows, it allows them to do more things. It allows them to put up more toys. So even if you're like, well... I'm only into the toys. Um, if you can afford to back the game, that helps the overall brand. That's going to help you get toys. So that's what I did. I went all in. You know, I wanted all of the goodies and everything. Um, and then I added a bunch of builder packs on top of it. Uh, I agree with you, Travis. The the green skinned male orc. That's been super desirable. That's you know everyone seems really excited about that. It's it's been. I mean, we don't have the the Vorthog figure from Aerith there in hand yet. So, I mean, realistically, the last green skin orc we got in hand um, was Colosseum orc. You know, so this is this is something that's been a long time coming that people are excited for. Um, and the other figures are really cool, too. I, I think that there's going to be a lot of, you know, mix and match options from what they're giving us. Um, and it's going to allow us to continue to build out some, you know, some factions that people really like in terms of the orcs and the elves. You know, it's funny. I am a, such a crazy, I love the elves. Yeah. I do. Re, I do really love them. Um, I still am, am shocked um, that it seems like the gold army builder elves do not get um, the love that I think they deserve. Um, when I and when I say that, I mean um, people posting pictures, um, you know, custom work, those kind of things. But to me, it, it's an amazing figure. And Steve like was like, he's like, dude, it comes with so much too, yeah. you know, to be able to change it into so many different elves. Um, for a legion builder to have three heads like that, I mean, wow, dude, it's you're huge. Right. It's, three unique looks in that one kit and and to the point where i'm so crazy i literally just bought um i want to say i want to say it was dustin carter i think you bought oh, that yeah that you lot of that <laughs> lot oh dude i was thinking of it too i looked at that lot and i was like oh i don't need those but it was such a good price yeah <laughs> that was the problem man I, i'm like gosh darn it so um you know i just pulled a trigger on that and bought a lot of six gold elves Yep. You know, um, and I, they're just, it's great figures and I'm, I'm excited about it. And, and I still just think about those scenes from Lord of the Rings. I mean, I, and I know the three of us, you know, those movies meant a lot to us. Um, but man, some of those scenes, it's just super exciting to me. And I actually, those, the scenes I'm thinking of are actually probably more from the Hobbit, but, um, yep. still just, just amazing and, and fun. And so to get more elves and then, you know, actually, I love that part of it, you know, more opportunity. But the well, orcs, even, in, even in like Lord of the Rings in uh, the Two Towers, the Battle of Helm's Deep, when yes. all of you know Haldare leads all of the elves into Helm's Deep, and it's just just to see that 
that precision of them all marching so straight, you know, so uniform. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I love the Owls, too. Yeah, it's all cool. Man, I'm totally going to go watch it after this. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I can hear the music in my head right now. So good. So Uh, good. You know, Jeremy, you made a point there, too. You said that, you know, you're not much of a gamer, but your kid is super excited about this. Dude, my, my kid's about to be 16. He saw the screenshots and stuff, and he's like, this is really cool. Um, so the game is, it's not just for us. You know, it really is about getting that next group of people, hopefully, interested in into Mythic Legions. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I'm not a gamer. I'm super excited for the game. Like, oh, yeah. I'm super excited. I, you know, I see games that my son plays you know like speaking of lord of the rings you know like the shadow of mordor game and stuff and it's incredible graphics i know there's a really rich story to it but i have no interest in sitting down and doing that i'm so immersed in the world of mythic legions that the idea of being able to experience this lore and these characters in a really rich interactive way like that while I'm not a gamer, I'm super excited to play the game. I know I'm going to be horrible at it. Like, I'm going to be epically bad at that game. So I'm going to probably play and then, you know, turn to my son and say, okay, start beating some levels so you can show me stuff and I can experience through you. But, uh, you know, you are right. This is not only about the existing Mythic Legions community. And, you know, that's one of the things that I don't think think has been vocalized enough as part of this campaign is the fact that this first campaign, this initial crowdfunding push was really focused on the existing mythic community. You know, the fan base that is so incredibly passionate Um, from the get go, the game developers, instead of trying to go out and do this massive public funding campaign to get a huge chunk of money to create every bell and whistle they could imagine, they said, why don't we start by focusing on a single player version of the game? Some of the, you know, more advanced features that we want, like multiplayer and so forth. Let's hold that back. Let's create a really fun gaming experience that's single player will do that first and let's really target the existing mythic community so they can help us create this game they can help us drive the development of the game um you know that is what we're seeing right now this initial war of the aetherblade campaign is is really for us the plans are you know once this is done and the single player version is developed uh, everyone that backs this at the game level is going to get that single player version, but it's also going to allow them to do a subsequent campaign to that wider audience, to appeal to the larger gaming community, to bring in new fans to the brand of Mythic Legions through a different medium. We all entered this medium, uh, this brand through the medium of action figures. Well, the future is getting other people into the brand through these other mediums. So the fact that there's a multi-tiered approach to the development of this game, starting with something that's really, really geared towards this passionate fan base, that's something that I think is really, really exciting and hasn't been talked about enough. Well, I I, I think, too, that... <laughs> Do you guys remember when the comic book came out? How we oh, were all... 
yeah, we were all screaming for it. We wanted the comic. We want, you know, we want a cartoon. We want story. We want more. You know, mm -hmm. people really love the bios. Um, and yep. it's not just about me reading them, of course. It's, they literally love the lore. Like, you two know for a fact, you could have a podcast where you two just sat, and all you did is really talked about the lore of each bio card. Like, Steve, it drives him nuts when we don't do it, because that's one of his favorite parts of Legion's cast. And I know you love that stuff as well. Um, with that said, I don't really see a lot. I, I'm not saying the comic book wasn't popular, because it probably was. But you don't see a lot of people screaming for issue two of the comic book. I feel like the video game will actually be able to tell more story and give people more in depth. And that's actually in essence what people want. So even if you're not a gamer, just the fact that you can play this story and get more of this kind of rich history that these guys have put together, I think that's gonna be a real key part of this. Steven, what, what do you think, buddy? I think um, I would love uh, a comic. I think the first one was very fun. I think yep. it, if I remember right, it's been a long time since I read it, but it seems like it covered about a day in Mythos. <laughs> it's, it wasn't, not. you know, it was a short episode. It was a short comic. Didn't give you much. It gave you a tip. It gave you a taste to see, you know, this could be cool, but you knew it took that long to produce that. You know, when am I going to get another day in Mythos in two years? We didn't even get it in two years. You know, so there was no momentum with the comic. You know, I think people would have been clamoring for it more if we knew this was the first and they're like, next week, next month there's going to be another one and then there's going to be another one. If that was, you know, if that was their, their plan, I, I think, it, you know, it would have been different, but I felt, that's how I felt about the comic. There was no momentum with that comic. It didn't have me feeling like I was going to ever get much more of that story. Um, with the game, like Beautiful you said, art. what's that? Beautiful art. Yeah, it was. I, I enjoyed what they gave us. Absolutely. Yeah, I, think, I think the problem with the comic is, for those of us that were around back then, the comic had a troubled history. You know, that was part of the initial Kickstarter campaign. Um, the production of that comic was not done in-house at the studio. That was, you know, they partnered with someone for that. Um, and there were some challenges along the way. Um, you know, they they made it happen. Uh, it you know got delivered a little late, but certainly it got delivered. Um, I think to your point, Travis, one of the reasons I don't think people are clamoring for issue two is I think most people haven't seen issue one. That's probably um, true too. You think about the amount of people that were around during that Kickstarter that have that book. It's a very small percentage of the group that we have now, the community we have now. So I think that's part of it. I still encounter people all the time that are like, I didn't even know there was a comic book that I could read. And then they go out and try to find it and they're not easy to locate, you know? So I think that's part of it too, but I agree with what you said, Stephen, that being able to tell that story, they've already said that the game developers, uh, Great Hall Game Studios have already said that they have four full seasons of content that they want to tell that's already kind of planned out. The first of those seasons being the War of the Aetherblade. Which is absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited about that. You know, we, we know um, 
how important that is because that is a lot of the um if i do ever hear negatives about outsiders that come into my basement and see the giant collection of these toys they've never seen before and didn't know exist that's usually the first thing they say is well where did these come from you know what are they what are is it a book is it this is it that and 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 they're usually very impressed and i'm like no it's it's basic it's a toy line first we used to do things that way you know remember he-man that was a toy line first you know but 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 nowadays you don't that's not a way we we really do it and and I, and people say to me all the time, it's like, oh, I couldn't do that because I have no connection to something else. And it's, it's, this is that way to give that connection to something else. And especially, possibly, reach young people. Because that's, in my opinion, the only way you're going to reach young people is on their devices or through a screen of some sort. Unfortunately, because I kind of think that's a travesty, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean... You reach out, so if, if someone gets turned on to Mythic Legions through a game like this, it's unlikely, if they're not already a toy collector, that they're going to suddenly be like an all-in type, I need every figure in the line type collector. Um, but I don't know if that's what you're going for. You know, you've got someone that really enjoys the game, and then they say, well, I, I really like this faction, or I really like this race. And maybe they pick up a figure or two in one of the you know, one of the campaigns, well, one of the pre-orders. And then to your point, Stephen, someone sees it in their bedroom or in their, you know, toy room, their video game room. They see one of these characters, the, the orc there, and they say, hey, that's really, really cool. What's that from? Well, let me show you this game. And, you know, that right there is how this expands, not only into, you know, new fans, but that is also how this expands into new markets you know if we want things like comics and cartoons and you know other aspects of this property being able to say well you know yeah we've got this great successful toy line and now we have this successful video game that's going to help them have that conversation agreed oh, i guaranteed um some points i wanted to just uh drop with you guys um straight from the developers um they reached out to us and um gave us a few things that they said that they thought would be kind of interesting for fans to hear about oh, is this um, is this a legion's cast exclusive yeah i would say yes man um, jeremy gerard might not even know this stuff uh i wouldn't bet it but let's try <laughs> <laughs> would you tell us if you don't or do you just want to act like you're omnipotent no, I'll tell you, if, if you drop something that I wasn't aware of, I will happily tell you that. Ah. That's news to me. Come on, Travis, it's up to you. So a, a big part of this game is going to be the digital customizer, uh, where fans can choose a character to play and customize their look. Armor, weapons, etc. Uh, we think that the non-gamers would even love this because they get to play around with body parts and different looks before picking up a paintbrush. You know, as to customizers, does that does that sound appealing to you guys? It sounds fun. I mean, it's not going to replace what we what I like to do. It's not because see, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna get real here for a minute. The coolest thing about painting something really cool is that everybody says, "Ooh, that's really cool," and I get to know that they can't do it. See, this is anybody can do it. Okay, so is it fun for me? Yeah, but a little three-year-old can do the same thing I just did. 
Go in there with a paintbrush, three-year-old, and see if you can dot those eyes. I bet you can't. You haven't even developed the the, the thor. You can't even do a crayon yet. See? You're right with a fist. So it levels the playing field. It's no fun. Most of this is just about bragging for me. So uh, there you go. Lord Bashadi uh, comes out. So what I think is going to happen and is going to be fun, and even if you go on the campaign page, which, by the way, you know, we should probably mention that if you want to back this campaign, if you want to see all the stuff we're talking about, you can do so at mythiclegionsgames.com. Cool site, by the way. Uh, I have nothing to do with it, so I won't take credit for anything. That's all Great Hall Game Studios. Nice. Uh, but if you go on to that campaign, one of the pieces of kind of video on there is that customization where it shows actually an elf character and they're kind of taking you through a little bit of screen capture with some different armor options. And one of them they show is the elven armor that we're very, very familiar with, but they show it, for instance, in all white. That's something that we don't have in the line. We don't have white armor. So I've never put that together and it would require such a paint job that I've never even thought to repaint an entire figure white. But seeing it there made me immediately say like, oh, why is that elf all in white? That's cool. Is that like a ghost elf or a frost elf? Like, what is that? Um, That's how I think I will use it. I will play around and discover configurations that I wouldn't have thought to do myself that will make me then want to customize a figure for that look. So Lord Steven, um, that paragraph that I read, that that really is what it was implying is that as a uh, artist or creator, you could um, storyboard your plan before you ever have to paint a figure and then at least have an idea of what mm. it would look like, like exactly what, what Jeremy here just described. Right. Well, uh, I just want to let you know that's not what I heard. <laughs> what Steve heard was, what Steve heard was, uh, you're not better than me. You can do it on a computer. I can do it in real life. Yeah, that's along the lines of what I heard. Yeah, he totally took it as a threat to his level of competency. <laughs> totally, totally. I was, I thought I was back on my heels. I wanted to start swinging. It was fight or flight. They're coming for me. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, so fun. Okay. Um, also, um, not sure if you saw it today on the horse, uh, but the horseman announced, and I did see this. Um, CB posts a bunch of places that the War of the Aetherblade will, uh, wave will come in special edition uh, packaging with Forge Founder Emblem on it. This package will be totally exclusive only to this private campaign, so hopefully that will make um, it a super collectible bonus to any Legionnaire who buys in now. And as toy collectors, we do know that people really enjoy that stuff. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's we have a friend right now uh, who literally buys every package variation of Star Wars figure that comes out. Yeah. And it could have a different serial number on it. Yeah. To me, that is crazy. 
But and he's one of our. That's how he likes to collect. He's one of the friends we like. He's like, like he's like on the bottom rung though. I mean, let's be honest. He's not you. one of the. Talking you're on mute. <laughs> oh shit! Darn it! Darn it! Man, I was really saying something fun too. Yeah, you look animated there. You were like on fire. Like he was so proud of himself. I was because it was so funny what I was saying. It was great. I don't think I'll bother now. Travis, many, many years ago, I actually owned a toy store, a collectible comic and toy store. And it was right at the time that uh, the Star Wars Power of the Force was being re-released. So obviously not the original like Power of the Force with the coins and the vintage line. This was, you know, the the the, the new stuff. Um, And we sold so many variant figures, you know, Boba Fett, half circle hand, Boba Fett, full circle, Luke long saber, short saber, like ridiculous variations. Like you said, you know, serial number variations. We had customers that would come in and just eat that stuff up. So it does not surprise me in any way that Mythic Legions fans are exactly the same. Um, to, To that end, I have a few things to, to mention. I mean, starting with the game, you, you are right. Um, CD just showed the packaging for these deluxe packs, the War of the Aether Blade. Um, but that last piece there about the, the Forge founder. So, you know, Forge Horseman, this website, which is actually, if you go to mythiclegionsgames.com, it actually forwards you over to forgehorseman.com. Um, and, you know, there's been some questions about what that is. Uh, you know, Ford's Horseman is a private crowdfunding platform that the studio created, similar to Hasbro's HasLab. So, you know, when Hasbro wants to get a project funded like, you know, Jabba's Sail Barge or the Sentinel or whatever, um, they need fan backing to do that. So rather than turn to Kickstarter where they're going to have to pay a sizable percentage to that company, they created their own platform in HasLab. Forge Horseman is very, very similar. The idea is that in the future, there will be other projects that the studio will want to put out that they need community backing to do to make sure that it's a viable project. The first of those is what we're seeing here with Mythic Legion's tactics, War of the Aetherblade. So Forge founder, because this is the first campaign through Forge Horsemen, this Forge founder t-shirt that's part of the campaign, as well as this emblem of some kind that's going to be on this run of figures, that's really, really cool. Super cool. Yeah. It's going to make them, it's going to make them different. It's going to make them collectible. It's good. You know, and you are right. There are going to be people that are going to be clamoring for this version, this original version down the road. And, you know, it's crazy. It makes me even think back to the comic book. Like you said, it's it's hard to find. Yeah. And, and I don't even, I've never looked to see what one sells for on eBay, and they're probably very rarely ever even listed. Um, because, like you said, there's not very many people that had them. And, and the people that do have them, for the most part, a lot of times don't want to sell it. You know, but it wouldn't surprise me if the value on that is somewhat kind of ridiculous, just like the figures. Yeah, I've seen those books regularly sell for $60, $75 for 
the comic, and sometimes it comes with the cards the and the cards yeah. and you know all that swag type stuff. They sell it, but so I had a question for the two of you, going off tactics for one second, and then we can circle back because this was something I was talking about the other day. Both on the Aerithere wave, the pre-order on Source Horseman, and on the Alithia wave, you were able to buy the individual figures, right? Or you could buy the all-in, which was all the figures. In each case, there was also an option to buy an Alithia and Phobos, the Horse 2-pack, or an Aerithere and Atheon 2-pack. Did you assume that was just the two single figures that they were going to send you as one? And it was a lower price because you were buying them both at once? I did. Or did you assume that was actually a different retail package? I assumed it would be the, it would not be a different retail package. It would just be, it was more of a group rate on two, fi- two different, fi- the, both the figures. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought too. I think a lot of well. people did. Me as well. Yeah, it is a two-pack. It is an actual different packaged set. And... From my understanding is if you look at all of what the retailers, like, you know, Big Bad and everybody, all of Mallfish, Empire, um, they didn't have that option to do the two-pack. So I don't, I mean, look, I was working on all of this stuff. I didn't even know this. This was something that I wasn't even aware of, um, but that is actually a different retail package if you bought the two-pack. Meaning the people that did that realistically are going to have a much rarer piece than everybody else. I'm calling it now that when Aerithere wave hits in a few months, people are going to, like you said, have ordered that two pack just thinking that they were saving a few bucks by buying them together. And they're going to get that retail packaging with them together and that is going to be a hot commodity. People are going to say, I got my all in. I didn't realize that there was a different package here. Um, what I do think is funny is people like me, like I want that two pack. I'm totally a loose collector. I, I yeah. don't, why do I want that two pack? I'm not, but for some reason, because my brain tells me it's different, I, I want it. Yeah, it's, that's a weird yep. thing too. And I can only say as a seller, when I go set up at shows, that package is going to look really freaking cool oh yeah so that yeah. leads me to the question you are a seller you are a yeah you're a mythic legion distributor you you got those you got the two packs no. you don't no because we you order them by case and they're not in two packs so like steve what i'm telling you you're not getting you're not getting uh, one of those two packs, unless you go out and find it, and that's why it's going to be a really rare thing. Well, you didn't, you didn't let me, you didn't let me know that when I ordered from you, and uh... and, and I do believe that the figures inside are identical. There's oh, of no course. difference between yeah. figures. It's just the retail packaging. So as a loose collector, it shouldn't really matter. Um, but knowing that there are a handful, or not a handful, there's plenty of package collectors, um, I, I'm thinking that those, that two pack, those two packs are going to be something that people are going to be very excited and, and clamoring to get their hands on when they do get released. Uh, do you, let me ask you this, 
because of the way the internet works now um, and the way people are, do you think people are going to be whiny mad at the horseman for that? Oh, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> with any kind of, with any situation, you know, people didn't read it correctly. They didn't, like I said, I didn't even know. I mean, I looked at the content. I looked at the, the copy time and time again, and I just wasn't aware that it was separate packaging. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be some people that are going to assume that they're going to be upset that it wasn't made clear to them. So they didn't, you know, get what they wanted. They, their order would have been different had they had that been clear. It's no different than I remember back Mythic Legions 1.0. There were a number of figures, um, Joran Runeshaper, Orn Steelhide, that during the campaign were not shown. Their alternate heads were not shown. You thought you were only getting one head. And then when they shipped and they had those alternate heads, I remember people being upset about that because they were like, oh, had I known there were alternate heads, I would have got an extra of each to display them as such. You know, sometimes things happen and it's not either it, it's a decision that's made after the fact or it's, you know, you, you don't read the copy the way that it was intended and you miss out. But that's what the secondary market's for. I guess. I guess I'll have to go to the secondary market now, because my distributor didn't didn't let me know what I was buying. So. Uh, but you display them packaged. I'm just I'm just trying to be difficult. Um, I I don't if if I had one of those packages, I probably might keep one in package though. Um and and. But I've got issues. I mean, I have a storage unit with toys in it. What's good is that? It's it's lame. It's really stupid. Just like you said, Jeremy, you kind of want it too, and you're an opener. Yeah, I just... I can't even fathom the thought of keeping Mythic Legions in the packaging. Like, I, I literally cannot fathom it. With that said, there's a box behind me with 14 Mythic Legions in the package. Uh, I have a closet with, I don't know... 40 to 80 in the package. Now, a lot of people will be like, well, yeah, because you're a, a seller. No, those are mine. They're the ones I've, I've, I'm keeping, but I've already opened three of those. I don't need to open three more skeletons right now. You know, it, it, one day it'll happen, but um, it's just so weird to me when you think about a line like this uh, and how great the figures are to never take them out of the package. Yeah, it's... There's a new collector in the community that, I mean, he dove in feet first. You know, he got a couple of them and got the fever and just has been picking things up at a feverish pace. And I was talking to him the other night, and he's got like 90 figures already. He hadn't even opened any yet. Wow. And I, I said to him, I'm like, the only ones that he had that he had out of the package were a couple of my customs that he bought. Gotcha. And I said to him, I said, dude, do yourself a favor, sit down tonight, pick three different figures, try to get different races, different styles, pick three figures, open them up and just take an hour to play with those three. I said, you will thank me and you will hate me 
because as deep as you are into this line right now, you will immediately want to go deeper. Because as cool as they look in package, when you get these things out and you start playing with them, and even the, the simple pop and swaps, you put different armor on them, you put different heads, you accessorize them differently, you immediately are like, I don't have enough. I need every variation, every head variation. It's, it is a downward spiral, but it is a great, great ride. Truth. Amazing. Truth. Um, okay, so I got us off tangent on the game. Let's uh <laughs> I'd circle back. I got one more point that I did want to put out from the game. Um uh, they're gonna be revealing more gameplay storyline this week. Um starting out with Gorgo and the Legion of Aether Aether assaulting the court the coronation ceremony of artemis during the epic battle the aether blade has been stolen and now it's an all-out race by every faction to find it you can now decide to play the game one of two ways join artemis and the forces of light or team up with gorgo's army of savages along the way you will face challenges battle inside skirmishes and collect important pieces of information for the ultimate showdown all that for 30 bucks is not a bad deal. Okay, so here's the question. That, that's cool. I like that. Uh, that. That gets me excited. But here's a question for both of you. We're sitting down to play the game for the first time. It's time to choose. Gorgo? Are we going on Gorgo's forces or is it Artemis's forces? Your first run through the game. Now, everybody's probably going to do multiple runs. They're going to go back and try both sides. But your first run through the game... Which side you picking, Travis? Ah, no brainer, Gorgo. <laughs> Jeremy. No brainer. Um, I want to say Gorgo. He's probably my favorite character, but I think I would take the the, the good path. I think I'd go with uh, uh, Artemis and Xylona's flock. Such a baby face. That's <laughs> with Travis. That's where the critters are. It's the forced one. That's where all the critters are. I gotta be with my people. That's true. I forgot you're a furry. Steven? As much as you'd think I would want to be the heel or the the you know, go with Gorgo, I still think I gotta I gotta be I don't know, there's something in me I gotta fight for good first and then go back and see what it's all about. I d I don't okay. know. Literally not only do you two look like um twins, okay? <laughs> Both of you with your graying hair done up all nice and like coiffed off to the side uh your beards um jeremy's got kind of like hipper glasses the the black um rimmed ones steven used to have those i'm looking at these guys through zoom now of course or skype or whatever this is and um steve used to have those but then apparently steve's like you know what i'm going gray uh i'm losing my hair uh, I can't really tie my own shoes anymore. I'm going to go with the old guy glasses. <laughs> and I'm really going to complete this turn into Grandpa Steve. You both are baby faces and pick the good guys. That is so lame. <laughs> it's because for the first playthrough, you want to go on that heroic quest. You want to be you know, fighting the, the, the good fight. I feel like that is going to be 
a more satisfying story than trying to prevent that from happening. I feel like trying to prevent that from happening is a great follow-up. How about you, Steve? Um, I don't know. I, I just, I actually have guilt. Like if I win, if I win as the bad guys, I think I feel guilty. Cause like <laughs> I destroyed a game video, a video game world. In... Okay, let me tell you why you're both wrong, okay? Either you're both wrong, or there's something wrong inside you, okay? <laughs> I'm a good guy every day of my life, okay? Literally well. every day of my life. You know what I really want to do? I want to do bad stuff, okay? I want to do really bad stuff, but I can't do it. You know why? Because I'm a good guy. I want to get out there. I want to put on my little goblin armor and get my little sharp jabby weapons. And I want to just go around and I want to just stab people right in the back. Your sharp jabby weapons. I love it. That's funny. (laughs) And I want to smile about it. You two. Well, I guess I'm going to go out and pet the goats today. Hey, guys, come on. Oh, you got a little something in your hook. Let me take care of that for you. Lame. So do you think that me and Jeremy are bad guys in everyday life? I think that's the case. (laughs) I think that's really the message here. I think it's that we're such good guys that we can't bear the thought of turning to the dark side. Oh, of course, that's what you would say. You two would so be Jedis, too. As I'm sitting here watching Clone Wars... I'm going to tell you right now, I hate the Jedi. I hate them. They are the biggest pompous, like, just, it's this is the way you got to do it. You can't, uh, no, oh, oh, you love that girl? Tough. You got to push her aside. Um, this is how you do it. No, no. What in the world? What a bunch of just egotistical Jedi. Yeah, I'm sitting there with two Jedi. I would not be a Jedi. Have you seen the amount of junk that I collect? I'm bounty hunter all the way. This whole idea of you can't have possessions and things that are dear to you, that would not fly with me. I would absolutely be the type of person, I'm a bounty hunter, and Steven over there is a hut. He's the crime lord, and I get to work for Steven. It's my weight, isn't it? You know what? I'm going to side with you. He is a hut. <laughs> he is. Stephen the hut. Oh, boy. Oh. Yeah. Well, at least we know where we stand. <laughs> so that's cool, though. I mean, the fact that they're going to do some more gameplay uh, reveals and videos. I know that they did a live stream on Friday on the cabal that was you know very well received where they were able to answer some questions and i mean they were also able to put some faces with the names because i know that you know great hall game studios is a new company and you know i again i'm not a gamer but talking to other people from this community there have been a number of gaming campaigns that people have gotten you know 
um, you know, screwed over on. And so there's a sense of, oh, this is a new company. They're putting out a game. You know, is this going to be is this going to be legit? Um, so the people that are involved in Great Hall Game Studios, they have, you know, a, a really great pedigree behind them. They've worked together for a number of years on a number of projects. I know they had mentioned, you know, working for Microsoft and Ubisoft, and they've worked on Marvel and Lego projects and stuff. I know they said that Tony, uh, who's the guy that did the, the live stream the other night, he was on the team that helped launch Xbox Live. Uh, and, you know, these guys came together, like-minded, wanted to create this company to do that. It's it's interesting because it reminds me so much of the Four Horsemen story. You know, 21 years ago when those guys left McFarlane to branch out on their own and create Four Horsemen Studios, the Genesis story, the origin story of these two companies has a lot in common. So I think Tony getting up there and Rob getting up there and, you know, the members of the studio um, to put a face with the name and, and let the fan base see who they are backing is is really important because let's be honest, one of the things that we all love about Mythic Legions and Four Horsemen Studios is how close we feel to them. You know, I know you guys, you know, obviously are close with, you know, Cornboy and, you know, you've got it in, you chat with them. I work with the company. We are very much, you know, in touch with them. But even outside of us, just the general fan base, I know before I started working with Four Horsemen Studios, I felt connected to them. Yeah. I felt like I was supporting real people, not a company that I have no real attachment to. You know, I love Hasbro products. I, I you know, I have Mezco products, but I don't know those companies the way that I know Four Horsemen Studios. And I think that permeates through this entire community. So it's really important for you know, great hall game studios to get out there to put some faces with those names and show that they are legitimately members of this community as well. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, to, to touch on that a little bit, that's such a cool part. The fact that they're doing that and reaching out. Um, Steven, did you watch that live video? I didn't. Um, I had every intentions, um, but, um, I wasn't doing so well that night and it had a panic attack and I went to bed. What about yesterday? I looked for it and couldn't find it. Is it available? Is it, they playing it on replay? Yeah. If you go on the cabal, there's a, a video section and it should be in there. I didn't know there was a video section. Um, Steven. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Do you host a podcast that is about Mythic Legions? I went there. I went there the next day, and I was like, it's got to be like the first one or two things on my feed, and I didn't see it, and I thought, well, I guess it must have been a live-only thing. Do you um, have a direct line with these game creators, and are you helping support this um, wonderful endeavor they've gone on? Yeah, and I didn't need to watch the video to keep to support it. I already knew I was supporting it. Did you read the email? that they were uh they sent us to things points they'd like us to talk about let me see if i read it or not <laughs> so uh oh 
these guys have reached out to us a few times and said, um, how did it go? Uh, asking about the podcast where we started to reveal some of this stuff. And I literally kind of had to tell them that we are complete idiots and they may regret ever getting in bed with us. And, I, don't, I don't know if they're actually in bed with us. And I got to think sometimes Jeremy sits back and goes, am I really loading these guys' podcasts on my website? Travis, I don't know if you understand all I got going on in my life. <laughs> I'm trying to hold a customs company together. I'm trying to hold a podcast together. I'm trying to hold my family together. I'm taking in kids from other countries. I'm working a job keeping people well hydrated. I I, I keep make sure that the sewers are flowing. Um, last the other night, my wife locked the keys in her car. I had to guess who had to break into there. I pretty much got a lot of stuff going on, Travis. And I think I do pretty well. Steve, why didn't you call me to help with the car? What? Why didn't you call me to help with a car? I don't need your help. Why would I need you? Steven, yeah. you're a lord. This is what you do, where your your vassals need help. You need to provide this lordly leadership. And, you know, it sounds like what you are saying is you have a lot of responsibilities that are commensurate with the lofty position in life that you have now achieved. What's commensurate in me? Uh, I'm sorry, Lord. It means that the things you are being asked to do are because of how lordly you are. Agreed. Does that, does that make more sense? Yep. Agreed. Yeah, it does. My apologies. Jeremy always fancy words, my lord. <laughs> Jeremy can always say things the way I can understand them. <laughs> so, really quick, on the cabal for everyone listening, if if you go on the cabal, um, and I'm, by the way, I'm on a desktop computer right now or a laptop, uh, so it will certainly be different on the phone, um, or the app or whatever. But there's a, a line of kind of options at the top of the page about discussion announcements etc there's one called more under more there's media under media there's photos videos and albums if you go under videos you will see the live stream that tony did friday night doing the kind of game walkthrough and everything i um, mean actually all videos, live streams, and so forth that Walter does and other people do on the Cabal, they are actually in that same that same area. It, it saves them there automatically. Was that really for everyone, or was that just for me? <laughs> you know, I think it's fair. So, honestly, the only reason I know that is there is because I used to do a live stream every single week on the Cabal. So, every single week, I would do it, and then I would go to the videos page to download it so I could post it on my YouTube channel. Now I just do it live on my YouTube channel, so I don't need that anymore, but that process made me aware that the video section actually exists in a, uh, a Facebook group. So you can still, if you missed it live on Friday, you can still go there and watch that entire live stream, which was, I believe, a few hours in length. They were definitely on for some time. 
Thank you, Jeremy. That's awesome. I didn't. I honestly didn't. I didn't know. Um, That's what I'm here for, my lord. <laughs> thank you. Bring me on. <laughs> Is there anything else we need to announce, Travis? You get it all. Um, the the mythic libs uh, contest. Uh, if you haven't taken part in that, I would recommend it. There has been some people asking some questions, um, saying that the wording seems off in the paragraph. Um, I will be honest, um, in my opinion, opinion, um, wording seems off in every paragraph I read. So I can't comment on that. Hopefully someone a little smarter will maybe fix that or tell those people they're wrong. So um, fun little contest that we're doing. There's some great uh, rewards for that. Uh, we're going to recommend that you head on over to the website and check it out. We will once again share the website on our Facebook page. Uh, so you can make sure you do see this. Um, Jeremy, do you happen to have the name of the website in front of you? Uh, isn't it forgehorseman.com slash mythlib? Let's see. I actually don't know. We will um, We will make sure we get that and uh, have it available for you guys. Um, uh I know that some of our listeners don't want us to do that because they've already entered and they would probably prefer that there was less. Um, they asked us to pick three, um, three to have uh, that we will read. And I think Cornboy or someone from the Horseman is actually going to help pick the winner. But um, what they didn't realize is we only have three listeners, so we don't really have to choose. We only have three entries so far. So, According to the update on the game, it actually says there it's a multi-part thing that they're telling people. But the third part is to let you know we have a Mad Lib contest coming your way. If you listen to Legion's cast, you will get the URL for this contest where you can win a pretty cool prize. So big mistake on the part of the game developers. They trusted you idiots to remember what the URL would be. And they said that this broadcast this podcast would be where people actually can get that information instead of three of us just saying we can't remember what it is <laughs> well, but that's okay i mean we're, we're gonna do it right we have it now right you're probably looking at it aren't you jeremy no it literally the update doesn't include the url it it's directs them to listen to you guys it's a secret steven <laughs> Well, you got it then, Travis, right? Yeah, I guess who's going to win this contest? <laughs> Me. <laughs> God, we're the worst. Uh, I can go and get it out of my email. Easy, Pete. Oh, but I you... Guess, I, I guess I'm the only person that knows how to read, so I'll go find it in the email. Well, I have to keep the show going. Well, I'll say this, Stephen, because there are a few things that I... <laughs> think are worth mentioning because they're like any crowdfunding campaign people crowdfunding campaigns are challenging you know people are so used to the process of going to uh, a store like store horseman adding stuff to their cart it totals it up for them they check out that's a very straightforward linear process uh crowdfunding is very very different than that so i know there's been a lot of confusion probably the most common one that i've heard is you know how do i add more uh, 
figure packs to my pledge? How do I how do I do that? Like I see all the different reward levels and I can select one. And if you select one, you select that all in and it's three hundred and twenty five dollars. That's going to be your pledge right there. How do you change that to add more figure packs? So the figure packs as an add on are fifty four dollars each. You can just do the math. You can figure out what you want from the different rewards levels from the add-ons and you can come up with a custom number and the way you do that is right at the top of the the kind of rewards column there's a little dollar amount and it says back campaign you can just put in the custom number right there so for instance if you want to go all in that's 325 and say you want to add a couple more uh you know legion builder packs the uh the, the deluxe packs those are 54 each Add $54 for everyone onto the 325, and then just do that custom amount right in that box. What's going to happen is once the campaign is done, you're going to get a an email survey, whatever email you use to register for this. You're going to get a survey from a, a service called BackerKit. It's actually the same service that the Horsemen used for their previous Kickstarter campaigns. That actually has more of a store-like feel to it, where say that you pledge $600, it's going to send you a backer kit survey and say like, okay, you've pledged $600. Basically, how do you want to spend it? Like, what do you want for your rewards? And then you can say, I want two orc packs. I want one female orc pack. I want five elf packs. You can add all that up. And the cool thing is you can even add more in backer kit. So say between the time the campaign ends and you make your initial pledge and the time the backer kit happens, you decide you want to add on a few extra packs, you can do that. So if you pledged 500, but now you want to go up to 700 to get those additional pieces, you can totally do that in backer kit. Now, it obviously makes a lot of sense to pledge really what you can during the campaign so it gets to that funding goal. So maybe it gets to some of those stretch goals. Um, but don't feel like if you don't pledge everything now, you're going to not be able to add some a little bit later. You will have that option as well. Jeremy, how, how many orc, how many orc packs are you getting? I think I got four of the male. Then I got two of the female and four of the male. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I there's four different male heads. That's not why I chose four. That that wasn't my thinking. Um, I'm I'm most excited for the bearded head with the skull face paint. I mean, that right at my alley right there. Um, but they're all really cool. I just want to have them in reserve because, you know, green orcs are hard to come by. There's a lot of great pieces in there. So from a customizing and, and display standpoint, I know they're going to come in useful. And let's be honest, who knows when we're going to get access to these again. Yeah. As, as the realm of Mythos expands and they start exploring, you know, new factions and everything, you know, look at what we just got. We just got Alithia versus Zylona's flock. So that was heavy on vampires and, and elves and fae type characters. Um, we're not going to see orcs in that. Um, you know, the next one, they've already said that, you know, the next couple big waves we're going to see are going to continue in this pattern, hitting an evil faction versus a heroic faction. So, you know, we're going to see Circle of Poxus versus Convocation of Basilia. We're not going to see, presumably, orcs in that. I mean, not that there couldn't be orcs in those factions, but probably I mean, not. 
Yeah. Probably not. I mean, so far, every arc we've seen has been Legion of Aerith there. So yeah. if that maintains, who knows, we'll have our hands on green-skinned orcs again. So I am treating this with that mindset of get it now because I don't know when it'll be up for uh, for order again. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny you brought up that white, the white um, painted face of that orc. I, I can't say this for a fact or anything, but years ago, um, Joe Crazy Bill, our buddy, uh, made um, – uh, this custom orc, and what he did is he, it was the armored orc's head. Yeah, I remember it. He did yeah, it on the sides, the jawbones. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he painted those jawbones on it, and it was beautiful. And yeah. I remember um, CB actually commented on a picture of it and said, yeah, I think we might be stealing this one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, which it which is just a really cool thing, because I, I know what something like that means to a guy like Joe Crazy Bill. And I know you just recently had an experience like this where they brought up uh, one of your critters, and I think it was it was probably the Kitsune. Yeah. Um, but that's got to be just a fun little thing, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. Yeah, and where you said really that cool. attachment to those guys, that is a huge part of the why why we love the horsemen so much. Absolutely. Um. The other things I'll just point out, I, I made a post today on the Cabal, today, Sunday, as we're recording this, um, about the the pledge level for intern for a day. Um, you know, that's a really cool reward. This is the only the third time that they've actually opened up the studio to an event like this. Um, and this is going to be the first time they've done it at their new space. Uh, you know, I the first time I ever met those guys was at the intern for a day event that was part of the advent of decay Kickstarter. Um, and it was an incredibly fun experience. You know, obviously it helped lead me to the relationship I have with them today, but outside of that, just being able to go there, see lots of really cool stuff that, I mean, we saw stuff that was three years ago. I saw stuff that day that still hasn't been publicly revealed really really fun day to get some behind the scenes and they're all so cool that to hang out with them was an absolute blast um i've actually had a number of people reach out to me personally and ask me if i would be involved in that day um i absolutely will i will go back um this time i have the privilege of being on the other side of the table and actually being part of the studio team welcoming fans making sure they have a great day so I've seen some people from overseas, like Emil from Sweden, saying, oh, I'd love to go to that. I just, I don't know if I'd be able to travel there. Very, I mean, that's an obvious concern. But for anyone that it is feasible that a trip to New Jersey at some point would be something they'd want to do, um, I got to tell you, that that pledge level, which is $300 for intern for a day, that is going to be a really, really fun experience. That you would know, be it's, cool. It's, it's funny how small these worlds are. I um, I was at a show selling, and uh, one of the guys came into the booth, and he was talking about, you know, the horseman stuff and how much he loved them. And he said, you know, I actually got – I went and did the intern for a day with him. And uh, it's a local Michigan guy, but yeah. I'm sure you, you and him were rubbing elbows at this event. Uh, and I can't remember his name, blonde guy, um, you know, kind of like – 
uh, probably looks like me, sort of, but probably better looking and, and better shape. Um, but it's just so funny because that, like that, you know, it's just a small world in this toy collecting community sometimes. It is. It, I'll be honest, there was a sense of, it's kind of a blur, like the whole day. I mean, there was a there was a fair amount of people there. They split us up into separate groups. Um, so most of the day, we weren't in one large group interacting. Um, and it, you're just in awe. Like, you're just looking around. Like, you're engaging with the other uh, interns that are there. But just looking at some of the stuff on the shelves, whether it's, you know, the prototype pieces or... You know, they've got all, like, the two-ups of, like, the Seventh Kingdom Minotaurs there. Um, Steven, they've got, like, two-ups of a bunch of, like, the the, the Motu 2000X stuff and everything. Like, I yeah. mean, Trapjaw and Triclops. Yeah. I mean, you just walk around. And, and this was the old studio, which was a bit chaotic. The new studio is so much nicer, larger space, nicer space you know, put together really with the idea that they want it to be a showcase type room. Um, even the old place, my goodness, it was just so much to look at and get excited about. It was, you almost get done the day and you're like, what did I just do? Like, you don't even remember speaking to anybody because you're just so focused on all the crazy stuff you're seeing. Steve, are you going to do it? Uh, no, probably not. I would love to, um, but I'm not going to, can't see making a trip to to New Jersey. I mean, I can, but not like you know. I don't. I I just don't know. No, I, I don't know. I think I'll get to that studio at some point, though. I mean, whether I do the intern day a day or, or not, I think at some point maybe maybe we'll we'll find it. We'll just knock on the door and, and get in there. Steve, I I just want to point this out to you, buddy. Yeah. Um, you've kind of been begging them for a job for a while. You've said that you literally will come and broom the floor. Okay. Damn good at it too. Yeah. You said you had some amazing janitorial duties. Nobody sweeps like me. Yep. You, uh, you're a good sweeper. You've spent years cleaning up crap. Yeah. Um, it's actually how you met your love, Jeremy DeWitt. But. True. With all that said. Literally, we are seeing how it works. Uh, Jacob <laughs> Gerard here yeah. um, paid money to hang out with these guys. Okay? Yeah. By paying that money, at the time, probably felt like a very small investment to him. Look how it's worked out. Okay? Yeah. Mr. Gerard also lives in New Jersey. He lives in New Jersey, no. Maine. No, 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 no. He lives in Maine. Okay. So that's a long drive. You may think it's not a long drive, but Maine to New Jersey takes a long time. Coming from you, right? I'm sure you know. Seriously, how how far? What's that? What? Twelve hours, I think. Oh yeah, that's probably. <laughs> I think. No, but so but think about this. So you got to come in in advance. I mean, everyone, very few people are going to be coming in morning of. And obviously, they haven't announced the date for this yet. It's going to be dependent on when it's safe to do so and, you know, kind of once the pandemic is safe for us to gather like this again. Um, but 
everyone's going to be there the day before. So there's absolutely going to be some, you know, gatherings like, you know, a legionnaire type gathering, like a dinner or something beforehand. Then it's a whole day there, um, you know, maybe a, an after party type thing where, you know, people are going to go out and do something. You know, last time that I went, I, I actually took my son. So we went the night before and we didn't do any kind of public gathering thing. Um, and then we drove home that night. So we left, like as soon as the thing was done, we left. I mean, I learned my lesson this time. I'm going to be there much, much longer, obviously, because I'm also going to be helping out. Um, but that's what I'm excited for, too. Like outside of just the event itself, kind of the, the you know, ancillary events that are going to happen around it. That's going to be really exciting, too. So, Stephen, you could have even more time hanging out with me and fellow Legionnaires if you make the trip. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, it does. You should do it. And maybe, maybe I will. I don't know. You know, me and Jim are good friends now. And maybe, maybe, maybe I'll get a personal invite from, uh, from Jim. Steven, you already have a personal invite. It's right on the campaign page. It's a $300 (laughs) personal invite. They're inviting you to go and hang out with them for the low, low price of $300. That's usually how it's always worked that way in my life. I gotta pay to have friends. No, uh, seriously though, if if you if I if it was feasible, it is a cool thing, and I really don't think three hundred dollars is that out of line. It's gonna help the campaign, and it's gonna help all this go, and and you get to have a probably a fantastic experience. Uh, well, also too, if I remember right, they usually send you home with something. Yeah, we got. So the one that I went to, we got a bust of the Goblin Legion Builder. So, and remember, this is before Avon of Decay was in hand. Like, when, when I went there, they had Avon of Decay test shots. So that was the first time I had ever seen those figures in hand. Um, they sent us home with a bust of the Goblin Legion Builder that they did specifically for that day. Um, One of the sculptors they work with, Ben, who was there doing some workshop type stuff, he actually sculpted a jawbone style weapon that they've never released. They 3D printed them there and we got that weapon as well. And then on the way out the door, they gave everybody a Sir Valgard figure. Wow. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's super cool. Yeah, so I mean, when you think about it, you know, I went with my son. We walked out of there. You know, we each got the little bust and the the jawbone. They're both in my collection, my display right now. Uh, And then they handed us two Sir Valgar figures. I mean, bang, right there. It was like, going to be kidding me. That's amazing. That's super cool. Yeah, they took care of us. I mean, they, like I said, it was a great absolutely great day tons of fun i can't i can't speak highly enough about it i'm i'm super excited for that possibility um i already know some of the people that have backed it i know dennis derby has said has said that he backed it um eric miller who's a wonderful wonderful painter um, said that he backed it there's already nine people signed up and that's going to grow because i'll tell you right now looking at the campaign the campaign is at just over $54,000 of the $100,000 goal, nine days left. 
I think what a lot of people are doing, I mean, some people are lazy like you are, Travis. Yes. I think other people, because of the way they're processing credit cards, and they say this right on the campaign page, if you back this between January 19th and the 25th, they're going to charge you on January 26th. And it has to do with the fact that they have to authorize the, the credit card that you use, and then that authorization is only good for a certain period of time. So they're going to authorize the card, and then they have to charge it within that window. So that's why they've decided to break it down like this. Um, if you pledge between January 26th and February 1st, which is right now the stated end of the campaign, I have heard them say, you know, I have heard people say that they love a little more time, like they say that for every you know, Mythic Legion's pre-order. Um, nothing's been announced that it's going to be extended. So as of right now, it ends on February 1st. But if you back it between that period, you'll be charged February 2nd. So I do think there's people that have said, you know what, I'm going to char- I'm gonna back this in that second window to give me a little bit more time to gather those funds, to get those funds in my account. So I will be charged on February 2nd versus January 26th. I personally believe that we're going to see uh, a, a, you know, a real push of backers who have been holding off on ordering this, on backing this campaign that are all going to hit this week. Nice. I hope so. I hope we blow this out of the water. Speaking of the game, uh, I did find the email with the uh, MythLib contest, and it's pretty simple, actually. What is it? it? mythiclegiongames.com slash legionscast and when I say slash I think it's forward (laughs) but it could be back because they trained me they taught me how to do this um, and I forgot already what it was I I think you're climbing up the hill or you're sliding down is it leaning forward or is it leaning back mythiclegiongames.com Forward slash. Forward slash. Legion's cast. It's the character that's next to the uh, like the question mark on your keyboard. Legion cast, not legions cast. Legion cast, because uh, they were probably concerned about um, copyright. Yeah. Or is it actually an S? Maybe they sent it to me wrong. Yes, it is actually an S, Travis. Oh. I'm actually on there right now, so you are correct. It is mythiclegionsgames.com slash legionscast. And if you go there, that is where the Myth Libs contest is. And then it, I'm pretty sure it says this right there, but you fill it out and then you have to email that to mythlibscontest at gmail.com. And, you know, we will make sure we put this on legionscast. We will yeah, put it. and the, the information about where to send it is on that page so as long as you go to mythiclegionsgames.com slash legionscast you will get to this you will get to this little contest piece here perfect and what is win you want to remind them what they win yeah would you please you want me to do it (laughs) yes sir so one of the reward tiers in the game, it's actually one of the larger reward tiers, is to add your face to Mythic Legion's tactics. 
And this is an option where they're going to actually build you into the game. So reading directly from the campaign, it says, have you ever dreamed of being in the world of Mythic Legions? Well, with this reward tier, you can do just that. Back this level and our team will sculpt and create a digital version of your face that will appear in the game as a preset for the custom character selection. Your face will be one of the preset choices that players can choose from when selecting the look of their Legionnaire. So you get that in the game. You get your, your face in the Mythic Legions Tactics game. The winner of this Myth Libs contest is going to get that, which is a darn, darn cool reward. And I mean, looking at the reward levels, that's a $1,300 backing level that you're going to get by just submitting this contest entry. So that's pretty darn cool. Super cool. I mean, they have that opportunity. It's just amazing. And, it is. And, and to be part of this is, is super fun, and, uh, and I'm just looking forward to it. There is one higher level. So for $3,325, you actually can create an NPC. Ah. And I mean, I will tell you that there was a moment that I questioned whether I wanted Kickapoo to live forever in Legion's Tactics. And I was like, ooh, for $3,000, Kickapoo, my Kitsune guy, can be an NPC, but... I, I couldn't. Uh, I, I couldn't get the wife to uh, to agree that a three thousand dollar pledge level to see my little fox guy in a video game was a worthwhile spend. Jeremy, tell her Courtney's bought Steve. Steve's wife Courtney bought him land in Ireland. She needs to step up to the plate here. Scotland, okay? get it right, Scotland. Scotland. Steven is now a lord because of his wife. Tell your wife she's got to step up. <sighs> All right. Well, I mean, for that price, you not only get the NPC, all but the you, other you, stuff. you get all the other stuff, too. Yeah. And honestly, one person is already backed at that level. Wow. So right now on the campaign page, there's one backer. That is backed at the Add Your Face to Mythic Legions level, and there's one backer that is backed at that Create an NPC level. That's well, awesome. You know, and what's what's uh what's funny is we that that number to us when you hear you know thirty three hundred dollars that's crazy. But if you remember, I mean Delta Gar. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean that was ten thousand dollars. Oh, and when I saw that level. I mean, I never would have thought that someone would have backed at that level. Um, so the the fact that that person had the 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 means to be able to do that and and have that experience, I mean, he's the only person because there are other characters in the Mythic Legions line that are tributes to real people. You know, Lord Viteris is obviously a tribute to my friend Joe. Um, then there's there's a number of them. Pixis is a tribute to Pixel Dan. Um, and there's more and more. But the only one that was actually based on a real likeness is, you know, Delta God the Destroyer. That that 
he is the only person, Delton Grassman, who backed that, is the only person that has ever had that experience as part of the line, being able to work, you know, lockstep with them to create this character in his likeness. That's that's a pretty cool thing. Super Absolutely cool. amazing. And even crazier, guess where he lives, Jeremy? Is he, he's a Michigan guy, right? He is. He is a Michigan guy. Yes. And here we are, and we don't even know him. Dude, there's something in the water out yeah. there. The, the the amount of like if we if we could get a heat map of like the world where the concentration of mythic legions collectors are, I swear that it would look like you know like the Death Star, how it's that big round and there's just a bit that big like oval area, that big dish. Yeah. That would be if we had a heat map. And it looked like the Death Star. The oval would be Michigan. All of the all of the Mythic Legions collectors. It's like a critical mass of Mythic Legions collectors right there in Michigan with you guys. It is, and we love it. Not only do we love it, Travis. I gotta say, I think it's me and you started it. Well, I I would definitely say we are a piece of the puzzle for sure. Um, but there's people we don't even know about. There That's is. The thing. Yeah. There is. There's a guy with ten thousand dollars to burn that yeah. that you don't even know that. I mean, you want we, you want to talk about Mythic Legion super fans? Yeah. Goodness, I mean that's he takes the cake right there. You know what? We actually talked about it on um I think my wife is gonna kill me and he reached out to us. Did he? Yeah. So it's like we didn't even know he listened. And uh, you know he reached out and goes, hey, that was me. You know, and we kind of had a little you know conversation. It was it was cool. You know, but yeah, the fans, they're out there and, and it's one of the just cool pieces about this whole thing. It just makes it awesome. And now the game will just help that grow even more. Absolutely. So like we said, February 1st, as of right now, that's that's the deadline, you know, get in there, get it backed. I've I, I've done it. I've already backed it. I'm I'm super excited for the game, for these figures, for, for being a part of this. Nice. Nice. Now, we've talked a lot about games and all this stuff, the, the figures, me being a lord. We've hashed all this stuff out. Yes. But what the fans really want to hear is us talk about a character review, I think. Oh, yes. Yes. Where are you going? Yeah. I got to go get my I gotta go get my character so I can read his bio. Oh, you ha- Oh, you're gonna actually get the actual figure. You're not gonna look it up on, on uh, on Source Horseman. Huh? Yeah, Travis, I've heard there's a website where all of this information is is presented. There is one. It's very well done. I don't go on the internet. <laughs> That's not what on. I've heard. <laughs> so as you can hear, Travis is in one of the many catacombs of his toy room. He just he just goes into a into a hole and comes out with a with a figure. What are we gonna talk about? We're gonna talk about Lord Aiden today. Oh. I figured a lord should be discussing a lord. Oh you know. yeah. Oh, this is gonna be a good one. Lord Aidan. Oh yeah. Well, I can't wait till you get to his first name. <laughs> An ancient wood elf of the first age. Lord Lord Aristeus Lord Aristeus Adon serves as the stern 
and wise advisor to Queen Artemis Silvercord. When Artemis was orphaned in her formative years, it was her uncle Ar Adon that stepped up to fulfill the role of surrogate parent. Although his disposition is icy and his teachings are strict, Lord Adon's love for Artemis is revealed by the every manner in which he protects his queen and her beloved people. Oh my God. By the every manner? Can you read that again? The fiery manner. <laughs> the fiery manner. Okay, he has a fiery manner, not every manner. So I'm going to tell you, I mean, usually when I listen to Legion's cast, I don't have the bio in front of me. It is infinitely more enjoyable to actually be reading along as Travis does that. Yeah, it is. You actually know where he completely just puts his foot in his mouth and, you know, I don't know, just delves into a different kind of language altogether. That was that was a lot of fun. Did you notice that I actually just substitute words when I can't say the word? Yes, you you you, you called him. You took Uncle Aristeas and just called him Aiden. Oh, nice, Stephen. <laughs> Oh, that was like butter off your tongue right there. <laughs> Lord Aristeas. Right? It, yeah, what? he's he's a cool character. He was one of the first figures that were shown for 2.0 um, that were on the 2.0 body. So if you if you go back to you know 1.0, then they did 1.5. They they had shown at one of the comic cons or whatever um, a handful of figures that we would eventually see in Advent of Decay, but they were all on 1.0 bucks. So we saw Hagnon, Borier, Balam, and Calavius, uh, uh, the gladiator. Oh. Uh, but the first 2.0 style figures that we actually saw was, I, again, I'm not sure if it was New York Toy Fair or San Diego Comic Con was the first time. But that's where they showed Lucretia and the Vampire Legion Builder, um, the female one. That's where they showed Lord Adon and they showed Gwendolyn Heavensbrand. So I remember Lord Adon being one of the first elves, I mean, the first elf that I saw in the line. And immediately, because elves were a kind of figure that I had long wanted in the line. And as soon as I saw him, I was thrilled with the interpretation of kind of the elven fey race for mythic legions you know cool character dumb name lord what? adon no i like that one Aristeus. yeah not a fan i like that name i think he's pretty cool if i was gonna have a son i think i might name him Aristeus. i think I like that there's no way that this guy wasn't kind of a little bit inspired by Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. You know, but in um, but in Lord of the Rings, I can't think of his name. Do you feel like that he was inspired by that, or that they actually just did such a good job with him in Lord of the Rings of making them look like what a classic elf should look like? You're thinking of you're thinking of Lord Elrond. Yes. 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 Yep. And that the, the reality of it is, 
as we have that opinion because that's what we've seen with our eyes. But the reality of it is this, he really is just supposed to look like what this elf is supposed to look like. Does that make sense? What I, just I have said? no idea what you're saying, Travis. No, I, I absolutely. I mean, Thank I Jeremy. Think... God, you know what? Even though you are vanilla like Steve, you still, you still, there's part of you that I'm like, yeah, that's the guy I fell in love with. I, I get you there, buddy. What you're trying to say is that the Mythic Legions line is very much built on fantasy tropes, and so many of those fantasy tropes are owed to J.R.R. Tolkien in Lord of the Rings to begin with. Oh, yeah. So when you have an elf lord character that looks like the elf lord from Lord of the Rings in some fashion, it's because that has become the prototypical way to represent that. And that's what you're trying to go for here. You're trying to go for a character that just at a glance has, you know, a regal, graceful type look for him while still looking like a character that could just absolutely kick your butt if it came down to it. You know, the the reality of it is here, I think I just figured this out. Um, while I know you love him, Jacob, we we really are much more intelligent than Steven, okay? And all he can do is, if someone says a cuddly bear, all he can do is envision a Care Bear, right? Because that's what's been shown to his simple mind. People like us, okay? Like, because, you know what? A lot of people are going to say that the, the ranger, the elf ranger, looks like who? Ollie Legolas. Without a doubt, right? And 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 we, we know he does. But he looks like somebody else that was way before Legolas, Legolas, picture-wise, okay? In my opinion, he looks like the classic Dungeons & Dragons elf ranger, like, sure. which obviously was has been described, and a lot of that stuff comes from Tolkien and, and all these kind of things. But I'm thinking Steve is just so dang simple. You dang caveman, you literally can't realize there was something before the Lord of the Rings movies that came out. I'm just glad that Jeremy can finally tell me what you're trying to say. <laughs> I'm interpreting for Travis. Absolutely. Well, I mean, so again, you've got Lord of the Rings that influences fantasy tropes going forward. So, so much is based on that. Then you have, you know, that all of the Lord of the Rings stuff, all of the writings of Tolkien that influences fantasy art and fantasy stories going forward. So a lot of like the Dungeons and Dragons stuff, a lot of the the games. I know when I was growing up playing Dungeons and Dragons, all of the imagery in those games, in those source books, that very much also influences filmmakers like Peter Jackson when they're going to make Lord of the Rings. So they just all feed each other as well as the Mythic Legion's line. Hey Steve, maybe uh Maybe if you ever get around to it when you're not too big and busy lording over people, you can maybe read those books I told you about. I don't need to read those books. Um, he's, he's, he's incredibly badass. I don't care what you say. Um, uh, 
I know all this. There's groundwork that was laid down by Tolkien. Things were described. There's been art done by it. But Peter Jackson did his own. He did. He did put his own spin on that interpretation. You you even told me, Travis. You never you never thought of the elves wearing gold before that, right? Didn't you tell me that? I know you told me that. That is true. So you know, I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that. Uh, He's a lord. He's got an icy disposition. He's got a relationship with the uh, with 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 Artemis, like um, uh, Lord uh, what's his name from the Lord of the Rings. Elrond. Elrond has with uh, with Steven Tyler's daughter. Um, you know, so there's a lot of parallels here, Arwen. and I'm not, I just think it's cool. It's I, I like it. I'm not trying to say that this is this is any way. It's like. But it's inspired by it, and it's cool when they do that because that's what Mythic Legion seems to be. This character might be inspired by this character, and this char- another character might be inspired by another character. Those two characters were never in the same thing together, and it's all mashed up into this one big hodgepodge, beautiful uh, fun of fantasy thing that we have, and, and that's what I, I love about it. So um, that's why it feels familiar, yet unique. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's like if you let your Dungeons & Dragons toys play with your, maybe, you know, your He-Man toys and then throw in your Conan toys and then throw, you know, if you had all that stuff and just threw it in a big hodgepodge and took the coolest characters of everyone and said, that's cool looking and this is that, and you just played with them, that's what you get with Mythic Legions. Oh, yeah. Without Absolutely. a doubt. And, well, I mean, obviously on top of that, and then also being able to empower the community itself of, you know, customizers and kit bashers and everything to take it even a step further and to put their spin on it through mixing parts, through adding third party parts. And, you know, really when you get into that, that's why I always compare it to Dungeons and Dragons in action figure form, because they've given us a framework to work with. And then there's so much that we can do within that realm, even bringing in, you know, in Dungeons and Dragons, you have all this homebrew stuff where you can add on classes and add on pieces that may not be part of the formal game. That's exactly what the third party creators are doing with all of those parts, just enhancing the line even further. And and that's the fun part about these elves, too, is just being able to do that. And, and even I, I'm not. I don't have the talent you two do, obviously. But they've made it so simple to do some of these things that even a guy like me can come up with some fun little, you know, custom pieces or, or ideas of kit bashing or that's another piece of this that I absolutely just love. And yeah. it seems like and it seems like they foster it. For for sure. I mean I just I haven't published it yet, but we just wrote an article for Source Horseman about pop and swap customs and i reached out to the community and i said hey let me see your best pop and swap customs no third-party parts no custom paint applications no parts from other toy lines just pure mythic legions combining figures um and the level i mean i got a ton of submissions that are going to be part of the article but the level of creativity that you can achieve just by combining existing parts you can create some really, really cool, unique stuff. You don't have to pick up a paintbrush. You don't have to use a third-party piece to get that kind of customizing bug started. Yeah, I mean, look at your, your look at your Lord Verteris guards that we made, Travis. Oh, and I and, and 
and honestly, two of my favorite figures. <laughs> I mean, and it was simple. <laughs> simple. No aftermarket parts. They're all just swaps. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, amazing. Lord Adon is a, a cool figure, and I'm sure that we're going to be seeing him in this gameplay, which makes it even more fun to get to tie it right back into the game. Yeah, I mean, the the first the first season pits the Legion of Arathair versus Ilona's Flock. Um, so the fact that he seems to be a you know pretty important character in Artemis Silvercord's development, um, I have to imagine that he's going to have some kind of a role in the game. I mean, as lo- along with, there's some other really cool characters that are part of Xylona's flock that go beyond elves. Um, you know, we've got Asterion the Minotaur. We've got Orn Steelhide, the, the, the dwarf. Um, you know, there's some cool characters that, you know, hopefully we're going to be able to see even in this first season of the game. I, I got a question for you guys, and then you to kind of wrap wrap a lot of this up, but um, I just was talking with Hobby Lobby the other day, um, Bod Creep Customs, Chris Middlecamp, and he was, I was asking him if he needed some figures, and he he has been pretty, he's passed on a lot of the stuff, um, and he, what, what he told, and he loves the line, um, but it's just one of those things where you only got so much room, and we've kind of all been there, you know, we're, I, legions are taking up a large amount of my collection and I'm, I'm thinning down everything else because of them. Um, he said to me, he goes, I think I'm going to just focus on one faction and that will be the faction that I collect. And I, and I love that idea. I think it's neat. I could never do it ever because I love so much from all these different factions. It, it that's impossible to me. Um, like Philip, he loves so much. If you had to tell somebody a faction to collect, okay, and I understand your personal opinion is going to tie into this regardless, but there's a lot of factors that go into something like this. Because for me, a lot of times it might be as simple as saying, well, you just pick the, the Legion of Aerithor because there's so much and it's amazing stuff. But obviously, that don't work for a lot of people because if you're going back now and trying to collect the Legion of Arether, Arether, does does that sound like a affordable adventure? No way. No. So what are you telling this person? What are you telling this person thinking about some of these factors that play into something like this? Mm. Steven? If you're looking for an answer on what is the best economic way or what best faction economically, is that what you're asking or do I need your It's your... not even that. It's it's all of those factors playing into it, Steve. Uh this might be a big question for him. Jacob, you might have to take this. It's gotta be it's gotta be I I I'm not even gonna worry about that. You gotta you gotta you gotta go after what you love. And if it's if it's me, it's half naked guys. And so I'm going with the noble bear. If it was me, I can't tell Chris because so, you know I don't know what his he. I know he likes skeletons. He likes to paint a lot of skeletons. He likes orcs. I know he does. He likes those two things. I think he likes vampires. He, he seems to go with the bad guys anyways. Is, is usually what he'll choose to to paint. 
when given the choice. Um, so, you know, maybe one of those. Travis, what would you say? No one's asking you. Know, you. I, honestly, you know what? I would I would tell them it would be um, uh, the Red Suns. My favorite um, one. And I, there's just – it's going to be a group where I think there's going to be variety. Isn't it a star? Isn't it the Red Star? Yeah, oh, no. Sons of the Red Star. That's what I said. The Sons <laughs> of the Red Star. <laughs> The red sun is never mind. Just go on. You know, I kind of was excited about Pete not being here and nitpicking me the whole time about everything I said. I'm so glad that you could step up and fill that meteoric hole he left in this podcast. You're welcome. I definitely would say the sons of the red sun. <laughs> I mean, a lot of cool figures in that. I can't honestly even tell you that there's a dud. Is there a dud in that whole faction? No, it's also it's also a very lightly explored faction at this point. So you're looking at, like, what, five figures yeah. at this point? And there's some heavy hitters. You've got Scapular. You've got Pixis. Those two are going to run you some money. Um, you've got Keltis. Ugh. They're going to they're gonna run you up there. Um, I like what you're thinking about with Sons of the Red Star and actually with House of the Noble Bear, because those are the two splinter factions, they tend to be the most diverse. So if you want to have diversity in your collection, I think those are a good choice. I mean, Legion of Aerith, there's an easy one to choose because you get all the orcs, you get all the goblins, you get Gorgo, a lot of really, really cool stuff. Um, my problem with, if I... My problem with some of this is I just want to collect one faction is you're going to have a lot of the same stuff. If you collect, you know, the Congregation Necronominus, um, you're going to get skeletons. That's all that's been shown in that way, that 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 faction so far. Um, I like the idea of variety. If I was telling somebody what they should do, I would say ignore the factions altogether. Take a Dungeons and Dragons type approach. Think, if you think about like the old D&D cartoon, like the, the kitty one, where you had a ranger and a barbarian and a knight and, you know, a paladin, all these different type of characters, a thief. Um, take that approach. Like, don't try to get all the elves. Get one elf. Grab that elf ranger. You know, grab a, you know, muscle-bound, half-naked barbarian. Grab a knight character. Build yourself up a small group of heroic archetype type characters and then do the same thing for the villains get one orc you know get one evil knight one vampire that's how if i was really saying to somebody you're gonna get into this it's an overwhelming amount of figures to try to get you know all up front if you want to pick and choose take it that fashion ignore the factions altogether even ignore good and bad just put together your own good kind of party and your villainous type of party, and that right there is going to be an awesome display. I, I love that idea. Yeah, it is a good idea. Steven, I, I know you've kind of been, I mean, you've been yawning a lot and looking off of your phone and, I don't know, doing other things, but I do have one other thing that I'd like to bring up, just because Jacob brought it up, but... Does he, does he think my name... Is that a joke? Does he think my name is Jacob? Who knows? Just go with it. 
Well, it says Jacob Gerard right under your picture. Yeah, right? and yours, yours says Kane Bowles, but he doesn't seem to call you Kane. It, it doesn't say Kane? It yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> so as Jacob was saying, i just going to be honest. I think it's easier to say Jacob than it is to say Jeremy. Uh, there are two letters in it. I, I understand how that would be easier for you. Did you say fewer? Yes, less, not as many. There are less letters in Jacob than in Jeremy. There is. There, yes, there so is. So you brought up. So you there's brought actually, up. There's also fewer syllables. That might be what you're experiencing. I'm not a big fan of syllables. I I can hear that in your voice. <laughs> if do you think that cartoon that Jeremy brought up about the Dungeons and Dragons? Okay, we love all three of us probably love that cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Do you think if they had not tried to be so smart and witty and actually create this game that would give you the feeling of what it was like to play Dungeons and Dragons? Because, you know, the knight in that cartoon is what? He's he's a coward. He's awesome. <laughs> my favorite one of his. I think he's my favorite character. Of course he's your favorite. Who is your favorite, Jeremy? Uh, from that group, probably the Ranger. Yeah, the Ranger for sure, without a doubt. Okay. I like uh, I like the knight, and I like the girl in the stripper boots that went invisible. <laughs> Dang. Of course. She was hot. Of course. of course. Do you think, though, if they actually would have gave us, Jeremy, what we really wanted in a Dungeons & Dragons cartoon, which was something much more akin to probably like Dragonlance... Um, do you think that that probably actually would have done much better and had more of a impact on toys and um, what we all envision Dungeons and Dragons to be? I mean, that that's that's a lengthy conversation in itself, but I think that if you want to go back to that era of Dungeons and Dragons, um. Dungeons and Dragons, that was a weird, weird time because there was all of the accusations that it was satanic and that, uh, you know, people were getting so involved in it that if their character dies, they were going to commit suicide. Like, there was crazy, crazy stuff. And then, you know, TSR tried to branch out and reach a younger audience through the cartoon, through the action figures. That was an intentional approach they wanted to tame the game down to try to appeal to a younger audience i think that's a classic example of you know a brand growing and there being different factions in that brand that want to see it grow in different ways i mean not totally dissimilar to probably what we're talking about with mythic legions growing into new markets and new audiences um, there's a wonderful book about Dungeons and Dragons called uh, Art and Arcana. It's a great book, ton of beautiful art, and along with the art, it tells about the history of the game. And they talk about this a lot about the two different. It was almost like two different teams that were doing the gameplay versus the merchandising, and they really, really weren't connected. Um, so I understand why they did it. I mean, ultimately, I don't think they could have given us that type of a cartoon at that period you know when when that was coming out the market wasn't ripe 
for uh, a more mature type cartoon like I think it would be today. If they did that type of a story on, you know, a Netflix or something, I do think there'd be an appetite. Because, I mean, we've seen stuff like that. The Castlevania cartoon is very much in that vein. What do you think, Steve? I think it makes a lot of sense what he just said. I know my parents, uh, they, they, they weren't very encouraging. They were, they discouraged me from, uh, Dungeons and Dragons because they had heard bad things about it. And it kind of scared me about Dungeons and Dragons and Ouija boards. Those were the two things I was scared of as a child. How about heavy metal? Was heavy metal like the trifecta? No, they really didn't get in, get into that because, um, I was a I was a pretty solid Metallica fan, and they didn't really seem to to care about that. But that was I when I was older. I don't know if I would ever have considered Metallica the kind of band that people were afraid of, though. I mean, early Metallica, they were part of that. I know, and I agree with you from the standpoint that early Metallica is definitely heavy metal. But I don't think every anyone ever watched a Metallica video and thought satanic. Well, the early Metallica didn't have videos. Yeah. Kill 'em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets. They they didn't start really going mainstream until uh, uh, Injustice for All, I think, was their first yep. video, and then that yep. really was even kind of fringe. And then you know it was the Black Album when they really popped into into reality. So that old stuff was kind of to our parents undergroundish feeling because it wasn't. Mm-hmm out there yeah. you know do you, i don't know if jeremy agrees with me but that's kind of how i feel well i remember that era i remember because i mean i grew up playing dungeons and dragons listening to metal music and i remember those being two elements of my childhood that my parents were super supportive of um you know they they took me to the store to buy the albums and to buy the D books so they supported that but they would routinely come to me and be like hey you know uh co-worker that i was talking to was kind of you know questioning this this uh you know motley crew album shouted the devil is that satanic and you know i'm sitting there it's got a giant pentagram on it and you know i'm like no that has nothing to do with the devil but i turned out just fine i'm a product of dungeons and dragons and heavy metal music and look at me now i'm an upstanding citizen yeah absolutely true (laughs) I'm vanilla, as Travis liked to say. <laughs> well, let's figure it out right now, buddy. You're coming to Michigan. You get to stay at Steve's house, my house, or Pete's. Where are you staying? I'm probably going to get a hotel room. But if, I had, but if I had to pick one of those three, where am I staying? That is not even a consideration. I'm staying with Steve the whole time. Absolutely. And you're welcome to stay here. Um, <laughs> well, I think that's a show. Uh, is there anything else we've forgotten to let everybody know about? Wolf King custom sales going on right now. Yep. Um, I should have this up if not today, probably tomorrow. Um, a lot of good stuff going over there, painted, unpainted. Anything you want to say about that, Jeremy? No, I mean, you talked about that a few times. There's a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, I know you're painting some of the pieces from the God's Fire series, which is, you know, <laughs> pardon the pun, has caught on like fire. 
Um, <laughs> th- those those group of characters that you and Emil have created have absolutely touched a chord. Um, people love that. I mean, they also love how easy it is to use them. The fact that, you know, just like when I first did the Kitsune and I said, hey, just pop this head on an elf ranger and you're good to go. Um, that simplicity appeals to a lot of people there's a recipe they can use so the fact that the templars are so popular and you guys are creating these fleshed out characters for them um that's been super popular but on top of that um my my akupara turtles are there um you know len's got some really cool pieces his mantis and stuff some cool accessories like the backpack and the cooking pot there's there's a variety of things for everybody and there's some reissues as well um the wolf parts People have asked for those to be back. Those are back. The first two God's Fire characters, the the Judge and the Believer, those are back. So there's a little bit of uh, Emile's Cat Head. A lot of stuff for people to check out there on WolfKingCustoms.com. For sure. Is this is this is the longest Legions cast ever by like a long shot, right? I think like so. A lot. I think so. It's amazing what you can accomplish when Pete isn't here. <laughs> We had a lot to talk about. I, I feel good about this episode. Well, good. Oh, Me too. I, I think I mean, people, I, are gonna, people are gonna people are gonna they're gonna eat this one up. I I, I think this is a little bit of air candy for everybody. <laughs> but sure ain't eye candy. Not with me and Travis here. Well, that's why it's a podcast, not a video cast. That's exactly. yeah, exactly right. Travis, you got anything else before we go? Thank you for joining us, Jeremy. Thank you for having me, guys. Anytime. Always a pleasure. Uh, that'll be uh, Chapter 20 of Legion's Cast. Hope you enjoyed that. I guess we'll be back soon. We've got some things coming up. we got to do a uh, Myth Libs thing. we got to pick winners. we got to have Horsemen on with us. We've got to uh, have a special guest host. So I, I would say that you've got a pretty healthy diet of Legion's Cast coming your way. So until then... You know, don't get lost in the land of mythos too bad. Always be able to, you know, get out somehow, somewhere. Maybe you don't want to get out. I don't really blame you. We'll see you next time.